Hey there, guys. Welcome to this uh, final episode, at least in this collection of explorations in pop punk and emo. Uh, depending on if somebody needs to take time off later, we might have to bring it back. But for now, uh, Jake is back next week. So if you haven't enjoyed these these three weeks of different stuff, uh, then you'll be happy to know we're coming back to Motion City Soundtrack next week. I'm excited to have Jake back because uh, I love talking to Jake about Motion City Soundtrack, so I'm very excited. Uh, this episode, however, I'm talking to Dan Emery. Dan is not somebody who you'd know from anything. He's not got a big internet presence. Uh, he does have a Twitch channel, though. We're going to plug that later on in the episode. But he's somebody I know from work. Uh, I worked with him at AMC... We talked a lot about pop punk emo, and uh, his favorite band is Paramore. So we are talking about Paramore this week. So please enjoy uh, this final episode of this collection of explorations in pop punk and emo. How have you been? What have you been doing in quarantine? Just like anything? Have you done anything? I no, not really. I've been uh, I've been streaming on Twitch. Oh, have you? Basically, just to like uh, keep myself from dying of boredom altogether. I'll tell. I'll tell you. Um, I can. I can send you pictures. I like my entire setup, top to bottom, has been upgraded. My my microphone setup is the same as it was mm. a year ago, but like I built a new computer and I got like. I, I put like lights. I mean, not great lights. They're they're can lights from uh, Menards in my mm. bedroom. So mm-hmm. They can like to light my face. I've got my DSLR camera like pointing at my, <laughs> like it was just, it was to the point where I was like, well, I have a thousand dollar microphone setup, and I have like a fifteen hundred two thousand two thousand dollar computer setup, and my webcam is a fifty dollar can a fifty dollar Logitech webcam on top of a can light. I was like, well. <laughs> I can probably figure out how to work my DSLR into this setup. So <laughs> just, um, just you might as well. Well, I mean, I also like I I do uh, a stream, like I do a, a a live trivia show every Thursday. Um, yeah. Which we plugged on last week's episode. Um, but so like it's I'm like all right. Well, if I'm doing it, I might as well upgrade. Like I've been I've been also doing a little bit of Twitch streaming. Like I bought an Elgato game capture card to stream my PS4 gameplay. Oh yeah, and no, like, I, yeah. Computer, I just use OBS. The computer I built has a second, uh, a second hard drive with Windows on it because I, I built Mac on this. Listeners mm. of the show know I built a Hackintosh, um, but uh, um, I, <laughs> I, I also put Windows on it so that I could, like, if I wanted to vaguely PC game, then I could just stream PC gaming, but. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I've never PC gamed a lot. I've never played a lot of video games in the first place, but I don't know. Yeah, I've, I think I, I built this back in like 2016 or 2017, and like thanks to stimulus checks, I'm making more money now than I did when I was at work, and uh-huh. I'm just really tempted to build a new PC altogether. So I was, I was your boss, and I'm making more money than I was. <laughs> there <laughs> uh, that's so funny <laughs> i mean again like unemployment just because of the extra money coming in through unemployment but yes i'm yeah, making yeah. otherwise i'd be I'm making, making like more money than money I, yeah well yeah. yeah i mean I, yes i would be making less than i was otherwise yeah but like like um, specifically because of the stimulus checks i'm making like two because or three of, because times of the additional money. yes but i am also making more money than i was i know which is 
a fucking joke. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> funny. <laughs> this is literally more money than I've ever made in my life, and I'm For doing real. nothing. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, I'm honestly, I could just be like, oh yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I Twitch stream, but I don't make money from that, so I'm just gonna pretend like I'm making, you know, seven hundred dollars right. a week from Twitch streaming. But like, there's the, there's the the curse of having money, like where it's just like, yep. like. like Man, like the the the, uh, the Sony wireless uh, noise canceling headphones are on sale right now. Um, <laughs> in fact, as the episode comes out, they're probably still on sale because it's a Memorial Day sale, and the episode should be coming out on Memorial Day. Um, but uh, like, they're so they're like seventy dollars off, two hundred seventy dollars, which is a, which is a good. It's a really good deal. Um, like the new ones might be coming out soon, but it's fine. It's a good deal. But I already have the Bose. Um, and the bows are very good. The only downside to the bows is they charge with micro USB instead yeah. of USB C, and USB C is just like it's. It, I I can carry one cable in my backpack to charge my switch, my laptop, my phone. Yeah, like I can charge <laughs> everything with one cable. Uh, so like I'm 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 really considering upgrading my headphones or like maybe even just selling the pair I already have to a friend uh just cuz I'm still into USB C Helicopters, and welcome to this third edition. Uh, in theory, the final. Uh, I, I haven't talked to Jake yet, uh, but uh, I think he's back next week. Uh, if he's not, you'll know next week. Um, but this is uh, Explorations in Pop Punk and Emo, which I guess is just the name of what this is now. Um, <laughs> I am, of course. <laughs> I'm of course your guide, and I'm Siddiqui. Joining me this episode, uh, you heard him in the little beginning, uh, and I explained at the top of the show, but it is uh, Dan Amory. Dan worked with me a little bit uh, in real life, and in fact, would be talking to me in my bedroom right now if we were not in the middle of a pandemic. How's it going, Dan? Hello, hello. Pretty good. Kind of tired. Uh, so I was saying, I so I my 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 other friend Dan actually I was talking to about how like so the the microphone that that you are using is a microphone that I bought specifically for lending to people and also as like a spare microphone for travel. I already mm -hmm. have a microphone for travel. It's like a second microphone for travel in case I need to have two for some reason, um, <laughs> or like an emergency microphone. I have lots of microphones. It's fine. You mean like your four um, charging cables? Uh. I mean, four that I had at at work at, at a exactly, time. Yeah, yeah, you'd have like one, like two in the office, two in your car, one in your pocket, just in case. Oh, oh, you're talking about the ones that that were just mine? No, because all the ones in the office were also mine. Like everybody used yeah, my cables to charge. I am with. aware. <laughs> I'm well aware. 
because I'm a nice guy. I was like, look, I want to have a charger for myself. And if I can like buy this four part charger, then everyone can just use my charger. And like yeah. when I left, people were like, can you just leave your charger, please? And I was like, no, there's a reason yeah, I put no. my name on it. Yeah. I knew uh-huh. that when I like, uh-huh. days. like, I mean, I got lucky that it happened that two of the managers were still there from when I started, but there was a very good chance that they wouldn't have been there. And then they would have been like, well, this isn't yours. I'm like, no, it's mine. I bought it. <laughs> so I was like, let me just put my name on it to begin with. So that it yeah. just never happens. Uh-huh. I never have to deal with that issue. Um, but, uh, yes, I, uh, oh yeah. So, so I was lending, I was lending you that microphone. No problem for me. Uh, but, but my other friend, Dan goes like, yeah, this is really the time to be lending my, like have loaner microphones. And I was yeah, like, for real. look, look, Dan, if I look at cause he was like sarcastically, like, cause you know, you're going to get your spit and shit on it. Like, you know, whatever you might get me sick. I'm like, look, it's a third microphone. So when I get it back, it's going to stay in the box for another three weeks. Like I'm not going to use it. And yeah. second, like this is the time for me to have a loader microphone because if I didn't have a loader microphone, he would be sitting in my room and talking to me. Like I would just invite him <laughs> over to my house. <laughs> um, like I, that's, that wouldn't be an issue, but uh, I can't do that. So I'm just going to lend him a microphone that I will then not use for two weeks. It's yeah. fine. It's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Ironically, actually, I guess whatever. Coincidentally, a few days after I bought the microphone, he's like, "What what USB microphone do you recommend?" And I was like, "Oh, I recommend the Samson Q2U. In fact, it's the show. It's the uh, microphone that Jake uses uh, on the regular episodes of the show, and I believe the microphone that Alex uses as well. And he was on our uh, the Get Up Kids episode as well as uh, the I Can Feel You episode." Um, and uh he looked it up and it wasn't on prime anymore i'm like well i bought it on prime and then i realized that i think i bought one of the last ones that was on prime at the time <laughs> <laughs> which is like all right well i mean oh, well shit happens uh and actually i think i spent more than it's gonna be when it gets back in stock on prime but only about like 10 15 bucks which is yeah fine i mean if you listen to the top of the episode i'm making a shit ton of money off of doing nothing so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um so, Dan, we're talking about Paramore, who of is, uh, as you've said to me, your favorite band, correct? Yes, and that's, it's really hard for me to choose a favorite, like, musical anything, because I listen to just, like, so much different stuff in terms of music. But when I go uh-huh. through my Spotify playlists, and there's one that's just, like, random genres, and one that's just like electronic music and then one playlist that's literally like it's just paramore and i'm like yeah okay yeah i guess that kind of i guess it's my favorite band huh yeah <laughs> i mean fair enough right like well so uh like i knew motion city soundtrack was my favorite band i don't know when that happened but i've always known motion city soundtrack was my favorite band but it's like going through that google play the whatever the, the end of year thing and it's like well you listened to this yeah. much motion yep. city soundtrack it's yeah like, oh all right and then, like, I also listened to this much Blink-182, and I was like, oh, I guess I really like Blink-182. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I it I was like, like, I it was like second most yeah. yeah, you've listened to 73 hours straight of just Paramore. And I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> have I now? Hard to argue. Yeah. Um, in fact, well, I guess I guess now would be a good time for you to tell uh, the, the Six Flags story. I don't know how you wouldn't realize your favorite band if, if you literally begged Six Flags to play them more. <laughs> well, that was OK. Well, it was partially because of a, like a like an inside joke that we had a lot where me and my friends have had season passes for Six Flags for like going on eight years now, I think, because freshman or sophomore year, 
there was a deal going on where if you bought four season passes together, they were like collectively the price of four day passes. So we were like, why would, yeah, of course we were going to get that because that's an amazing deal. And then, you know, a year after, they were like, hey, your season pass is ending, but you can renew it for next season for like 20 bucks. And I was like, obviously, I'm going to do that. And, you know, they've got little like TVs in line where they play like Looney Tunes episodes, whatever. But like extremely often they would play Paramore, whether it was still into you or ain't it fun. And like it was just hilarious. And we would always sing along because those are bops. Uh, And then like we'd go back to my friend's house and sleep over whatever. And I would always set my alarm to go off at like five, four in the morning. And play still into you on full blast, not because I had to wake up that early, just because I thought it was funny. I was a good bit, yeah, yeah, solid bit. And it would like, you know, it starts off with that like, yeah, yeah, ting. yeah. And as soon as the ting went off, everybody would lose their minds and just start <laughs> screaming. We're like, oh my, ah, uh, yeah. But then we started going again, like senior junior year. And we went like two or three times in a row without hearing Paramore anywhere, like at all. And, you know, that was kind of upsetting, but whatever. Maybe they just have a song list that they rotate through and we got unlucky. Uh, what, what I'm guessing is that you first went in like 2013. Yeah. And that was when those singles were big. Yeah. And then the like next 2013, year, 2014. And then like, right. they just like, they just, they just, and they were, they stopped putting the singles on our Cause also Paramore, I mean, Paramore, uh, I think still is, or at least at the time was signed by field by ramen, which is owned by Warner. So like Warner brothers, yeah, yeah. it's flags have the whole agreement. It makes sense for them to just play whatever Warner brothers pop songs they have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but something something went wrong with my season pass where it wouldn't show me any of like my benefits on the app. So I emailed them and I was like, "Hey, here's my name, here's my my like account number. Here's the issue. Can you fix that for me?" And they were like, "Yeah, here you go." And I said, "Hey, thanks. You know, you guys have been a big help. Also, uh you guys used to play Paramore a lot and I haven't heard them recently." you should start playing Paramore again because it's funny. I'm going on this day if you are only able to play it for one day and not actually able to make it like part of your songs again. And they were like, haha, yeah, sure, no problem. And like the first response was super professional, you know, like here's here's your issue, here's how you fix it. And then the second response was just like whoever's in charge of the email of Six Flags that day being like, oh yeah, sure. And then moving on to the next issue. (laughs) And then we went and then we were like walking down like uh, towards Superman and Ain't It Fun is playing in the background. And I was like, oh, my God, it worked. They listened. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. But you said that it played like like six or seven times. To- like it played more than it normally would have that day. Oh, yeah, like it was that. it was yeah. all over the place that day. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like that, that's that's great. That is a. Uh... That is something like I aspire to. Is like, just like, <laughs> yeah. Because by the way, it's such a little thing for that Six Flags person to do, right? They're like, yeah. hey, this guy's coming on this day. He's got a season pass. We screwed his thing up. Can we just like play a bunch of Paramore that day? Yeah, for like, real. 
sure why like why not you know i um, i barely hear paramore like in public yeah well it makes sense right because again like you'll hear them when when the singles are big and those two singles were really big right those yeah. are the only yeah. uh i was looking on the wikipedia page that's the only time that two of their singles on a single album went double platinum yeah right it's like, okay yeah, yeah and that, i think that, i think ain't it fun that, was their first grammy too yeah ain't it fun was their first grammy um and yeah and still into you was also like it was massive like it went uh let's let me see where it hit on the it hit 24 on the hot 100 but eight on the mainstream top 40 yeah which six is hot rock songs like number one on uk rock like it was it was a big song which is hilarious uh, because like when they were making them they were really nervous that they weren't gonna do well because they were like two of their more poppy songs they've ever made right yeah so because the, the uh foreshadowing their 2017 album being all indie pop sounding Right. Yeah, that's what I guess that's what I was kind of going to get into. Right. Is that like so um, these like so I mean, the other the the biggest, you know, Paramore song, especially for fans of mid 2000s pop punk, the kind of people who might be Motion City soundtrack fans uh, like the song, you know, is Misery Business. Right. Yeah. And like and and the album, you know, Riot. Right. And like these two songs don't sound like riot don't sound like misery business right like you can you can hear the vocals the vocals sound the same you know like obviously but like it is a lot poppier and this album is like a lot more pop rock than pop punk Mm -hmm. um which is fine like you know lots of it's you know a lot of power pop a lot of bands make a transition like that like i mean we've talked about on the motion city show that like even if it kills me is less pop punk and more power pop and um and what's it called uh go is straight up indie rock like yeah that just sort of happens sometimes with with bands as they as they change sounds. It, but it, yeah, it, I think it had a lot to do with the Pharaohs leaving. Uh, right. I think not Zach. I think Josh Farrow wrote a lot of their songs or helped write a lot of their songs. Yeah. And so, you know, he left and then it was basically just ta- uh, Taylor and Haley writing. Taylor and, Haley. Yeah, yeah. And 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 like it's it is something that I mean like it might have to do with that too, but like also, I don't know. I think part of it's just also like you know, you kind of you, bands just sort of move sometimes anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, move it, there's just like you know a progression of a band's yeah. sound as they. So who who knows if if Josh Farrow had stayed in the band? I, I haven't listened to any of Josh Farrow's solo or post Paramore stuff. Yeah. So I I have no idea if it sounds like that, right? But like you know, because that's the argument people make sometimes with like with Weezer, for example, right? Where like yeah. mm-hmm. and Sharp left the band and suddenly Weezer sucked. Right. Like they had they had the good album in the middle with the other bassist whose name I constantly forget. Um, but uh, then Scott Schreiner joined and it's like, you listen, if you like Weezer, you like Weezer. I'm not going to knock you for liking Weezer. Uh, I liked Weezer when I was 14, too. And that was when Pork and Beans came out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but like everybody sort of knows that Weezer, uh, Mikey Welsh, by the way, is the middle, middle basis. Everybody knows that Weezer is not the Weezer it was when Matt Sharp was in the band. And is yeah. that because Matt Sharp's not in the band? Or is that because Rivers Cuomo just sort of has changed and, and the band members have just sort of changed? Well, maybe one, maybe the other, but you go listen to the replacements and it sounds a little bit more like Weezer than Weezer does. So maybe Matt Sharp was really important to Weezer, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, right. So, so like I buy it, like I buy that maybe it's because Josh Farrell left the band because Zach Farrell obviously has rejoined the band now, and yes, yeah. the, the new album is is the poppiest. Um, mm-hmm. So like you know, but 
it also sort of makes sense to to again move towards poppier. I mean, they they got older, right? Like it makes more sense to be making punkier uh-huh. stuff in your early twenties than it is in your late twenties and early thirties. Especially when did um, when did they start? Haley was like fifteen when they formed like originally. Yeah, they formed in like oh five. Yeah, he's about thirty now. Yeah, uh, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was like 14 or 15, 15 or 16 or something like that when yeah. when the band formed, which is like, yeah, like uh, that is that is young. And it makes a lot more sense to have like teenage angst yeah. at age 16 yeah. than it is went, to have teenage well, angst yeah, at age 27. It, it went from teenage angst to kind of this like cynical mindset where right. it's, they were still talking about like angry, like heavy stuff. But it just it's it just like sounds more defeated sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where they've just kind of, yeah, that's the way the world is, you know what I mean? So how'd you how'd you get into Paramore initially, or like why why do you like Paramore so much? I think, you know, it's got a lot to do with my sister probably, because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know I used to hang out hang out with my sister a lot back when she lived with us, and that was like back when Paramore was really big. So it'd be on the radio how, sometimes. How much older is your sister than you? Seven years. Okay. So, by the way, I, I, I might have mentioned at some point, but my brother is seven years older than me, and he listened to a lot of Blink-182 when I was growing up. So that's how I got into Blink-182. Yeah. Like, so, like, same thing, right? Like, Because it makes sense, right? Because you're, you're a lot younger than me. Um, I, in fact, I think you're the youngest... Like you're the youngest person who's been on this show. I know you're the youngest person who's been on the show, because uh, Alex is like five, six years older than me. Jake is a couple years older than me, and and Joe is a year younger than me. So you're the youngest person who's been on the show. Ooh. And so like it is, it is, it was surprising to me when you knew all the pop punk stuff because all of the other people at the theater who were around your age had no idea what I was talking about. That's <laughs> um, the thing is, I'm the youngest who's been on the show. I'm also the youngest in my family. My right. my next closest sibling is four years older than me, and then they just get farther from there. Right. No, I mean, it, it totally makes sense, right? Like, so, yeah. so you, I mean, it makes sense to like sort of get in the music that your older sibling gets into. And, you know, if your older sibling, I'm pretty sure your older sibling, your, your sister is about my age, because I'm about six or seven years older than you. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, like, yes, Paramore was really big when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was misery business era and i it's still in like this this song and this album was i was in college but i remember this song getting really really big yeah like when i was like 20 years old yeah i think i i can count on one hand the amount of times that i've heard paramore play in public and that's like that's just funny to me really I'm re- yeah count on one hand maybe two uh well, once with once with my sister going to get Panda Express, played Misery Business. Once with my dad going to visit my grandma on Mother's Day, played Misery Business. Uh, once... Like, like, like on the radio? Yeah, like on the radio. Once oh, on, on the way down to Florida, which I was... these two songs, uh, Ain't It Fun and, and Still Into You, got like crazy radio play in 2013. Yeah, I, think, I think the main problem is back when they were big, I was not the one driving the car, and yeah, I, no, it was I mean, it was usually other people who didn't that's, listen to this genre. So I buy that, been, right? I yeah. buy that, but like, they got the biggest. Like they they you know again. I think I think 
like they're when they when they started to to explode was riot right but and obviously that's that but like when they got big was 2013 and they were on like they were everywhere like those two songs were yeah, ever well re- when you have parents who oh, play like you know 70s songs and country songs in well, their sure radio, but yeah. like like did you not go to a, a grocery store like i don't know maybe i just wasn't paying attention enough you know what i mean yeah, that's, i mean that's probably it right because like you were probably hearing still into you like it's like it's it's like if you ask uh somebody what music was playing at amc they will have no idea but oh. you know every single song yeah right yeah <laughs> you know so it's, it's that kind of thing where like you just weren't noticing but like I, if you had I been think it's band, yeah it's one of those things where i was i was hearing it but i wasn't listening to it yeah because uh, I think the, the same thing for me with Misery Business. Like I'm sure, like Misery Business is a song that I, I probably listened to for the first time last year. But like <laughs> I heard a billion times. Like I knew the song. Like I'm, I'm, I was familiar with the song, but I never like sat down and listened to it. Yeah. Okay. So, so like I, oh, I have, I can count the times on one hand that I've listened to Paramore on the radio and in public on one hand. Right. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like, like sitting down and actually like choosing to like, I just like, it's a song that, you know, probably came on on playlists here and there. And like, yeah. I was familiar with, but like, never like sat down and listened to it. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, no, I definitely know this song. Couldn't tell you any of the words, but I know this song. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, I totally get it. Uh, where is it going to get? Yeah, I think I've definitely only heard Native Tongue on the radio once. And well, sure, yeah. it was not like a public radio station. It was it was like my college campus's radio station. And it was specifically right. because a friend of mine chose to play it. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, right. that's definitely. I not mean, one. yeah, that's that's the same thing. Like I there's there are plenty of songs that played on the radio when I played them on the radio for the six months that I was a DJ at your college, actually. Oh really? Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would like for like three, or, three or four months. I was, I was a DJ there, and I played a bunch of songs that I really liked on the radio, and never would hear anywhere else on the radio in a million years. I pl- there's there were there were probably more Motion City soundtrack songs played on Harper Radio in those four months that have been played in the city of Chicago on the radio in the last ten years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for real. <laughs> like, and like, I and by the way, I never played more than one, maybe two a week. But like, I still like, I still was like, all right, I gotta get my one Motion City song in this week at least. Yeah, for <laughs> like, <it. laughs> um, so like, I get it. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, so, so why this song? I know when we were first talking, you were thinking Native Tongue, and then we were talking sort of about like finding covers and stuff, and and this one was was one of them. But I asked you to tell, send me like a top five, and of those six that you sent me in your top five. <laughs> um, I sent you back four and right. you chose this one. So uh, why, uh, why this song? There's, I don't know. There were a couple, like, like I said, I'm bad at making decisions. Sure. So, you know, decode is great, but I feel like if we chose decode, we'd end up having to talk about twilight and I don't particularly yeah. love twilight. Uh, that, by the way, that uh, real quick, that, that's that's why, because when when you said like maybe we'll just talk about misery business because the big one, I was like, I, the reason I didn't want to talk about misery business because I was like, I don't want to talk. I about feel that. like I know. I, I feel like everybody talks about misery business. Well, there's that, but like I like I there's there's also that like I also didn't want to talk about like just the song that everyone talks about, like um, which we did last week. Like sellout is the is the real big fish song, but like yeah. holiday is the get up kid song, and like you know that's that's kind of was kind of the idea, but like also I just didn't want to talk about like all of like 
the controversy and stuff and like them yeah. not playing anymore and all that. And I was like, I just want to like deal with like that on this show. Like if you want to read about it, read about it. I don't think it's like unimportant, but like I just don't want to like deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah. Let's, 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 let's lean towards something that, that <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. that nobody, that fewer people have strong opinions on. That had like, there's there's a weird fine line between oh everybody talks about this song, or but like if we t- talked about like fences or really anything on all we know is falling, a lot of people would have no idea what song we were right. talking about. Right. Just yeah, yeah. You know, there's a fine line between like over talked about and nobody knows what song that is, where you kind of have to be like, oh yeah, I know that song. Well, that, uh, you know, just because if somebody asked me to come on this show for their podcast, right? If it was, they were doing the exact same thing, and they were like, "Well, come on our show, talk about your favorite Motion City soundtrack song," I'd be like, "Well, it's time turned fragile, but nobody knows that song. It's track seven off the second album. Like, yeah, like if you want me to pick a song people know, I can pick a song people know. But like, my favorite song is track seven, track seven off of album two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, like, I got other songs I like. I got songs I like that were singles, but uh, yeah." <laughs> that's it yeah that's the other problem with native tongue is like the the self-titled album came out and then there was like the self-titled album like deluxe edition that had like three bonus tracks yeah and now nobody knows what the three bonus tracks are just because they weren't on like the original sale of the album and right i'm 98 sure that they've just like never performed native tongue live ever yeah i buy that <laughs> But you know, uh, I, I I could probably literally find the answer to that. Um, I, it's funny because I I I keep doing this. I I want to do less of this on on this, but whatever. At this point, might as well. Um, so on like the same thing with Motion City. Motion City's fifth album. There's three bonus tracks on that album, uh, on the deluxe edition, and those are the three best tracks on the album. Yeah, like are the three bonus yeah. tracks off are are the ones off of Go, and it's just like. And they never play them live because it makes sense, right? Like who you're not going to play a bonus track live. Like it's just, it just makes no sense because you want people to be into it. And like, there yeah. are people who are the the super fans, like, like you for Paramore, like me for Motion City. But then there's the people who like, so I, I went to the Motion City reunion tour twice. Right. And mm-hmm. the first time I went there, like, yeah, I hope they don't play anything off the last two albums. I don't know anything. I don't know anything off the last two albums. One person literally like this was the reunion show in Chicago. Like they paid hundreds of dollars for this ticket on the resale market and the, the woman was like i didn't know they had a sixth album until i went to the merch table um <laughs> and they were selling it there and i was like oh oh cool so not everyone here is like me like a lot of people there were like me but not everyone there was like me who knew every lyric from every every song off every album they're like yeah i hope they won't play the first four i'm like all right I guess that that makes sense. I buy that. But like literally paying $150 for a concert ticket and not knowing the band had an album in 2015 before they broke up. Yeah. That's uh uh-huh. All right, man. Like, my, my Paramore tickets were pretty cheap. They were like 40, 50 bucks or something. And we were way out in the middle of nowhere because, you know, Paramore went on a break for four years and then came back and dropped an album that kind of didn't sound like Paramore, so maybe they weren't selling a whole lot of tickets except for, you know, really big fans. Yeah. And it was... I Originally, I was going to go with me and the friend who I went to Six Flags with, who I had the inside joke with, and he was like, I'm down as long as 
you buy the ticket because I don't really care. And I was like, awesome. Uh, and then like his family ended up planning a vacation without telling him. And he ended up oh. being in Japan that week. And so I just went with my brother. Uh, I had I had other friends who were Paramore fans, but they were people who like don't love concerts just because they're not great with crowds of people. Right. Yeah. But we got there and we're like way in the back. And then, you know, random venue worker number six comes up and is like, hey, we have open seats like way towards the front. If you want to move up, here's your tickets. And we were like, hell yeah, we do. Wait, seats? Well, it was a uh, it was out in um, Northerly Isle. It was the uh, Huntington Bank Pavilion. So it's a rock concert, though. No, okay, yeah, everybody's standing, but there are chairs. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, going it's to cool. a stadium. Like obviously, there's chairs in a yeah. stadium, but everybody's gonna right. stand anyways. Yeah, but like I don't know, man. That's this is this is a band that uh, ten years ago had a mosh pit. Yes, um, there was <laughs> there's there was like a like a area right in front of the stage that was like standing room only okay but then like the rest of the auditorium had or amphitheater more like still still that's still odd to me it was it was odd 40 50 bucks about how much i paid for the milwaukee show like i just i the chicago show i I, Chicago show. i think i also paid 50 because i got lucky but like that was the reunion show for motion state so that makes sense yeah yeah. but um now my cage the elephant tickets those were expensive which is hilarious because didn't I get tickets to that tour for free? Is that that's you the tour got, I got? You got tickets to that tour in Milwaukee for free. For free, yeah. Just they, they like because because well because I had bought tickets for the Motion City show, which was later. They just mailed me tickets to that Cage the Elephant. It was Cage the Elephant and Angels and Airways, and they just sent yeah. me those tickets. They were like, "Here's tickets to this show," and I was like, "Oh, well, I can't get to Milwaukee." And I think I was working that night, and I didn't really care about either of the bands. And I, I was like, and it was like it was like really close to the date that I was having the show in Chicago. It was, it was the day after. Yeah. yeah. No. You. You. No. Yeah. You. It. It was on Tuesday, and you went on Wednesday because you couldn't work booth that night. I think, or the yeah, other way around. That's, yeah, that's how it was. Um. Yeah. But like, yeah. it was. <laughs> and it was. It was well. Like, I was like. Man, if I'd known you were going to that show, I would have literally given you these free tickets. They said uh, no. It was like a solid couple of days after I bought the tickets, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I have tickets for a show. I can't work that night." And you were like, "Oh, I could have given you tickets for the exact same show with the previous night." The previous night for free. All you have to do is drive an hour and a half to Milwaukee. Although there's there would be the chance that you wouldn't get in, but if you just like left early, yeah. <laughs> then there'd be. Very decent chance that you'd get in. Because I, I mean, I just we, got there, like, we got there early anyways. Have I ever shown you yeah. the, the pictures from that concert? You have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 10 feet away from the stage. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is like, oh, all right, man. <laughs> like, literally, it just, it just so happened that I had free tickets to the fucking concert you paid money for. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, bro. Focus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so still into you, right? Bye, Paramore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we picked why the song, why the band. Uh, so this song. So uh, I think again, normally I wouldn't want to talk about the music video first, but this is this is a music video where it has. It's I mean, fun. not nothing. It's, to just, do with, it's a fun music it's, video. It's fun. I agree. It's not. It's not nothing to do with the song. Like it, it's, but it's it's a very much like a music video like last week yeah. i mentioned for the solid video it's like if you were heard the song once and thought well what's the story for this music video then you make that music video this this music video is kind of like if you were just sort of told 
what's this song about <laughs> than this music video you'd make, which is yeah. totally fine. Like it's 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 a fun music video. The um, according it's, to the Wikipedia, the they said, oh man, I have the album open, not the song. Uh, oh, Taylor York adds, a lot of people would hear the song and assume it would be about the story of people still being in love. But what was so appealing about Isaac, Isaac Rance's treatment, uh, is that he wanted to capture what love feels like. He had so many ideas and it definitely jumped out at us. So yeah, I, I it's totally definitely, that, yeah. Right? Like, it's, 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 the music video is all just like having fun and it's just like a feeling of positivity. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of songs that are like love songs and their music videos kind of like portray the story that's being told in right. the song and this music video is very like it definitely it, it's more of how the song feels than what's the song about right if that makes sense. yeah um what's so it's interesting to me yeah i i don't know if there's anything anything else particular to say about the music video um except for Haley's like, sick leggings <laughs> yeah actually yes i did notice that right away yeah that's one of the first thing i noticed too <laughs> like it was like, like yellow oh, yellow paint splatter leggings or whatever like, yeah. like yeah yeah um also so her her bangs have gone through like very uh weird points at different points in time uh oh her hair in general yeah of course yeah. but like like around this time especially like you look at like there's a point where her bangs are just like straight across her head like mandark in in mm -hmm. Dexter's lab, it's like, yep. I don't think yep. that works for you. There's the <laughs> oh, there's the one photo where they're like, it's like her hair is like half pink, half red, and it just looks so goofy. Yeah. You know, you have to love her anyway. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's just, it's a very fun music video. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, it's very sort of straightforwardly, again, what kind of what you'd think actually. I don't think this is um, this. They, they say it was filmed in the oh man, the something women's uh, the Texas Federation of Women's Clubs headquarters. Um, but that's a long title. Yeah, uh, the headquarters of the Texas Federations of Women's Clubs. I guess yeah. But like so many parts of this, I guess it's just a, a sort of a generic ballroom. But uh, if you've seen the music video for uh, Blink One Eighty Two's Dark Side, I'm pretty sure that mm. filmed in like a school. But it absolutely kind of looks very much like this, this space, uh, just maybe yeah. like painted a little differently. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't know. It just says in an elementary school. Uh, if you've if you've not seen the video for Dark Side, by the way, it's actually kind of very similar to this, except instead of other things happening, it's kids doing Fortnite dances around the band. Uh, <laughs> It's a it's a it's a weird fun music video. <laughs> also, like it's also Blink One Eighty Two looks so old now, like because whatever they're in their, they're in their forties, but like they look especially old standing next to ten year olds like doing For Fortnite dance, like For like real. it's like it's like children flossing around Mark Hoppus, and it's like oh, <laughs> all right, I guess that's, that's a thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I was about to say. So, yeah, that exists, I guess. <laughs> um. So anyway, so this song. Um. So one thing. Uh that I was thinking about with this song. One thing that I love about Motion City's soundtrack is that a lot of the times they have very like sort of melancholy lyrics with very upbeat, poppy um, vocals mm -hmm. and upbeat, poppy musicality. And this song is interesting because it has like, so like, you know, there's, there's three things, I guess, to, to the song, right? The lyrics, the vocal melody, 
and the backing music, right? Obviously, there's 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 a lots of moving parts in all those things, but lyrics, vocal melody, and the mel- and the the backing melody. And for 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 a lot of Motion City music, the lyrics are melancholy, the vocal melody and the backing melody are upbeat. And for this song, I found it seemed that the the lyrics were very upbeat, and the the music was upbeat, but the vocal melody, like the way that Haley sings the song sounds kind of like angry in a yeah. way yeah you know but which hey, is really yeah. interesting like it's it's because because the song is uh, is about being in love like about yeah, how she is so not... into the guy who she is no longer into because they divorced but um, <laughs> well yeah as of right now <laughs> yes <laughs> but, uh as of right now but at the time they weren't even married yet but yeah like it, it, the song is like the lyrics are very much like she still loves him like i can't believe i, I, I still get the butterflies whatever whatever and the vocal melody like that said the, the music melody is very like so like it's it's very positive <laughs> but like the the lyric like lyric the way she sings it is just like it sounds like she's mad at the words that it, she's singing. Yeah, well, she's kind of got those really aggressive vocal tones. Yeah, where but it's like she could sing "Hallelujah" and it would sound kind of angry sometimes. It just it well, depends on like it depends yeah. on the way she. I feel like with "Ain't It Fun," it doesn't sound like that, right? Like it's no, just yeah, "Ain't It Fun" is very bright, which but is it, hilarious it, it, because in that one, her vocals sound happy, but the song is again kind of sad and angry sounding. Yeah, a little, a little, a little less happy, but it's, yeah. So like, you know, it makes sense. And I, I think like her, I actually, I haven't listened to her the solo thing that she put out. Um, what does that sound like? Oh man, listen, Param- Okay, Paramore went from like uh, angry songs that sound angry to yeah. sad and angry songs that sound really happy. To Haley Williams has a solo album, which is just super depressing. <laughs> and like and like it just it sounds very like raw and depressing at times and like yeah. there's there's a couple of songs that are kind of poppy and there is really only well, actually, what i'll say like so yeah the songs i'm most familiar with are, are misery business uh still into you and it fun right those are the songs i'm most familiar with yeah misery business obviously is is an angry song that sounds angry every part of it sounds angry you know whatever she was 17 like totally reasonable mm-hmm. um and, and and then still into you like we talked about just now it, the vocals sound a little angry, but everything else is positive. And it's fun. Everything else sounds positive, but the the words are a little bit angry. But then she did like she, you know she did the featured verse on on airplanes by Bob. Yeah, and Night by Zed and a couple other songs. But those two are the ones that again you know. I think, I think there's a song by Churches. Uh, yeah, bury it by Churches. But like yeah. those are the two songs that like made it high on the charts, so like everybody knows them. Yeah. So like. Um, but like th- those songs don't sound like her vocals don't sound angry on those songs, right? Like, yeah, it's they just which is which is fine. Like she she's she's a really really good vocalist, right? She 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 really like has has a really cool sound, mm-hmm. but also she's just technically very very good at singing. Yeah, um, yeah. which is funny because that's the thing we talk about in Motion City too, right? Like Justin Pierre, we, I think is very very good at singing, <clears throat> and as part of what I think hurt Motion City is that he like is too good like the band the band is all too good at their jobs <laughs> yeah um and then, i think i think it helped that paramore and uh and pa- panic were on field by ramen and they just happens to have a, a better studio behind them than than epitaph which just didn't you know wasn't as capable of getting a band as big you're not going to hear epitaph just playing at six flags you know yeah <laughs> um which you know like i'm sure a lot of people first heard about 
like heard this song from from Six Flags because whatever you go to Six Flags, you're a kid, you hear the songs playing on the on the Six Flags station, and you're at Six Flags for you know eight hours in the day. You hear mm-hmm. the song seven or eight times. You know, just don't um, don't go to Bright Fest and expect good music because you will get the same four songs on repeat for twelve hours straight every year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But so so it's it's interesting that yeah that that she is so technically you know very very good at singing um so it it feels like it had to be a ch- like it feels like it was a choice yeah in this feel, play, yeah which is which is interesting like i i i find that choice to be an interesting choice i i feel like i say that a lot like i find that interesting but like i do find it to be like it's i think it's a cool choice to be like okay well like all this is really positive but you know you 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 still sort of get that more traditional paramour sound, mm-hmm. even though this song is very poppy. And that could have that, are... yeah, that could have been it too. Is they wanted her to sound like how Haley Williams sounds, quote unquote, right. and how, maybe... how the how the yeah the 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 platonic ideal of Haley Williams sounds. And yeah. Like, so like yeah, because um I did I, I didn't mention so at at this point in time. The band is uh, Haley Williams, Taylor York, Jeremy Davis, which is the longest tenured lineup of the band, right? Like five years was just those three people. Yeah. And before that, the Farrow brothers for like four years. Uh, so it was, it was but I, th- I think the platonic ideal of Paramore is Haley, Taylor, Jeremy, and Zach and Josh Farrow. The Farrow, like that's, that's the sort of picture in that's, yeah. your head. That's of like Paramore. Paramore Prime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, even though technically that was only one album, right? The only album that was those five was um, Brand New Eyes. Really? Um, yeah, because uh, Taylor joined right after Riot. Oh, yeah, Riot. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, I forgot that Taylor joined like, late. Right after Riot is when Taylor... Like, literally, like... I forget, that, I forget Riot, that Taylor joined late because they all already were friends with Taylor. Since right, they were yeah. Taylor, Taylor wrote a song, like co-wrote a song on Riot, and has yeah. like a thanks, special thanks on Riot. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it makes like he he was adjacent to the band. Yeah, he was there. But, he just wasn't like officially yeah. in. The he wasn't band. officially a member of the band, but yeah. like, yeah. But, but like the the and by the way, again, so Haley, Taylor, and Jeremy, they the longest tenured of one lineup of the band was Haley Taylor and Jeremy for six years, and that was also only one album. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> so like it's you know it's but it, was, I mean, it fell right in the middle. It's just it's a weird it's a weird thing of it's it's funny because like that's again with with other bands. I was looking at this last night um, with other bands that I really like. Um, so it, with Motion City, there was a lot of changeover before the first album. And but then from the first album till now, it's the same lineup except for a brief period in the middle where the drummer changed, um, because mm-hmm. because Tony Thaxton, the drummer, is like is just didn't want to, you know, didn't feel like like the touring schedule was was too much for him for a little while, um, totally reasonable. And then similarly with Liquid Eighty Two, like it was Scott Rayner, and then Scott Rayner got replaced by Travis Barker, and the platonic ideal of Blink is Mark, Tom, and Travis, and then. Tom DeLonge left the band and now it's, you know, it's Matt Skiba, which is weird and not really blink. And then OK Go is is the other band that I really, really like. And that is it's been the same four guys since the beginning, except they replaced Andy Duncan with Andy Ross after the second album. They in, they even replaced him with a guy with the same name. Um, 
Otherwise, like maybe like, if so, we get somebody else named Andy, no one will yeah. notice. Which 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 he said in the uh uh like in his initial blog post joining the band. It was like I like to think they they chose me for my guitar prowess, but I think maybe they just wanted somebody in the band named Andy. <laughs> <laughs> But like since then, it's been those four guys. So it's it's interesting looking at at Paramore's sort of timeline of like the first album had one guitarist and the second album had another guitarist and then Taylor since then. And the first album had one bassist and then Jeremy since then. And then Jeremy left the band. And then there's the Farrah Brothers and mm-hmm. the Farrah Brothers left the band. And then Zach came back, but Josh didn't come back. Um, so it's 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 sort of uh, interesting to, to hear that. But like, but then also, I think, you know, other bands can be a little more dependent on other parts of the band, but Paramore, you know, it was it was weird to a lot of people when Haley Williams decided to do uh, a solo album because uh, Paramore's kind of a Haley Williams solo project, you know, <laughs> like yeah, it's it's weird because a lot of times she's introduced as Haley Williams from Paramore, right. not just Haley Williams. Yeah, and like everybody has been constantly trying to get her to do a solo album for like ten years straight now, and you know they two people left, one person left, one person came back, and then they were like, "All right, sure, let's do a Haley Williams solo album." Right, because and cause... even still, most of the songs are produced by Taylor, and some of the music videos are directed by Zach. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. it's like they're all still working right. on it together. Well, it's, but it's, like, it's like, I mean, like, you know, Justin Pierre didn't do any solo stuff for, uh, until after Motion City Soundtrack broke up. So that, you know, that also still makes a little bit of sense. But Motion City Soundtrack broke up. Justin Pierre did the solo album. And who produced the solo album? Josh Kane, the lead guitarist of Motion City Soundtrack. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, which is, you know, again, makes sense. Like, they're they're very good friends. Like, they like they're the only two who were in the band from day one right so like i get that mm. right uh they they started the band so they're but but like it's uh it's very uh it's always interesting when it's like yeah we're not gonna be a band anymore it's like okay but also we're gonna still do stuff together because also so Justin's working on his second solo album and yeah. who's the drummer on the second solo album tony faxton the drummer from most of the soundtrack <laughs> um like you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Uh, it makes it's well, it especially makes sense, right? Because like whatever they've they've been friends for twenty years at this or fifteen years at this point. Like yeah, yeah they're not just a band; is they're friends. So you're gonna keep working with the people who you know well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, still into you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really bad at getting off topic. Uh, no, it's fine. We're still like it's it's not we're, as bad as yeah. You, you didn't listen to the Get Up Kids episode because it was definitely big chunks of time we were just talking about Weezer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I mean, lyrically, uh, again, I think it just, it just happens to be a, like a straightforward song. It's very much about being in love. It makes uh, you feel good. It's a it's one of those it songs does. that you can does. you can kind of just jam out to, and yeah, and, and bop. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and uh, when we when we get to the covers in a minute, like it'll it'll be really. Um, interesting to hear like different things done with it uh that still sort of like make sense for the lyrics and the sound of the song yeah but um but are still different and and can evoke different feelings in a different way because like i said like with Haley's vocals they sound so angry in a way even though the lyrics are positive and it is a song about being in love it's just like i don't know something about it is like 
I, I, I can't even tell what it is about it. And it's kind of <laughs> unsettling almost, where it's just kind of yeah. like. That it's I, like, like I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, if you, if you listen to it, again, uh, listening to it unanalytically, it's just, it's just a bop. It's fun. It's great. But like listening to it more analytically over the last, you know, couple of days to just sort of get into the mood of it is just like, yeah, why is she like so angry about mm-hmm. being into him? <laughs> like is that like maybe she um, doesn't want to be in there <laughs> maybe she doesn't want to be and then maybe maybe that's why they divorced um <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it's not because that was like five years later uh but again it's also very weird they were they were engaged for 10 years and married for one <laughs> for real yeah <laughs> Like, I don't, I, I never understand what happens when that happens, but sure. Um, but like, I get it, you know, like I've been in a relationship where I've had this feeling like, uh, and honestly, even like a bit of the angry feeling of like, like I'm absolutely still into you. And you can even kind of like, it's, it's definitely a hundred percent a love song, right? Like that's, there's no question it's a love song. Cause it's yeah. still like, it's very much in the present tense, but just the like part of the chorus like you can kind of feel like it's it's we know we we know it's not written post relationship but it kind of sounds like it is written post relationship about being in the relationship that you know you kind of still want to or still wish you were in yeah in a way. yeah it, you it, know? Like, it it kind of sounds like we just broke up but i wish we were still together yeah, but, it, but like but no, it, we it, are still together, and it feels very fresh. It's right. Yeah, kind of a, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So depends on I, how I, you look at it, I guess. Yes, yeah, so I I really like that. I don't know because because I mean there is like the beginning is all present tense, right? Like I need the other hand to make you feel better. It's, it's not a walk. Like it's hard to be in love, but when our fingers in a lock, like you know, great, okay. But then it's like okay. I'm still into you. Should be with the butterflies. Still into you. On our worst nights, I'm into you. And like again, like yeah, I don't know. It, it sounds even though I know it's not about having broken up and getting back together. It just really feels like, or not even have getting back together. It just really feels like a song written from the perspective of somebody who isn't in the relationship. But here's how I would feel if we were still in the relationship. Um, <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's just because of the way she sings it like because it sounds angry coming from her mm-hmm. even though it's not and you know like maybe somebody who would listen to the song and not listen to it the same way that you did if that makes sense and yeah. like maybe to someone else she doesn't sound angry and so oh, that for sure. maybe. they would interpret the song differently maybe i'm just angry it's... at my ex yeah i don't know <laughs> maybe uh... you're, maybe you're just angry <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's really interesting to think about, like, it's the same song, no matter who you give it to. Right. But everybody who listens to it might hear it differently. Yeah. And, and know, like, it's... interpret it differently in their the brain. This isn't all that. I don't know. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some covers. Uh, unless you have any, do you have any other thoughts on, on the song before we move on to covers? Uh, maybe not thoughts about the song, but interjection for anyone listening to the podcast. If you haven't already... Go listen to Still Into You, but just the raw vocals by Haley Williams. So 
Uh, in fact, I have those pulled up and I'm going to play some of them right now. I wasn't going to, I was going to play them in a bit, but now that you mention it, might as well play them right now. So yeah. So she put the, they put the raw vocals on YouTube. There's 10 million views on it and it's pretty sick. Uh, and she's great. It's really good. Here is, uh, Haley's raw vocals on still into you. Well, some things just, some things just make sense, and one of those is you and I. Well, some things just, some things just make sense, and even after all this time. Uh, I'm not gonna play all of it, but like it's, it's, it is, it's really good. But also in the studio vocals, you can see like the faces she makes don't look like happy faces, <laughs> you know, like yeah, uh-huh. they look like, which is you know, it's fine, like, but like. Sometimes when you she's definitely not someone who smiles while right. she sings, especially with certain songs. Uh, like, uh, but again, like, with, like you said, right, with certain songs, right? But it seems like this mm-hmm. would be the kind of song that you would smile when you sing, because you uh, there's some of like the live, uh, the live performances, and that I'm gonna play later. Um, uh, but some of the live performances, you can see she is smiling while singing, like even Misery Business. Like, uh, I watched that. That um, yeah. acoustic Grammys performance, a lot of Misery Business. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, she's smiling while singing Misery Business, right? And Misery Business is not a smiling song of all the songs. <laughs> like, that is the least yeah. smiling song. That's like the most angry yeah. song. Um, it even has misery in right, the title. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I will say, if we had done Misery Business, uh, peeling behind the curtain here, listeners of the show know that we do the little thing at the beginning. If we had done Misery Business, I definitely would have, uh, the, the lead-in definitely would have been talking about businesses in the state of Missouri, and I would have I been knew it. Missouri I knew Business. Gonna... <laughs> it would have been fucking hysterical. <laughs> Missouri, Missouri business. business. Missouri business. Um, anyway. Um, Sounds like you're having a stroke. <laughs> uh, it always feels weird when you're saying the name of a song that, like, it's not, like, so, some songs aren't the way you say, like, it's not the way you'd say the words. Yeah, yeah like, if it was in a sentence, you'd say it different, but because it's right. a song. Like, that's almost like, 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 you'd say the Caribbean, but you say Pirates of the Caribbean. Of the Caribbean, right, right. But, like, like, um, like when I'm talking about the song... Uh, hello helicopter, like, th- or, or I don't know. There, there's there's other Motion City songs that I can't think of off the top of my head, but like, I say them like the song is. But if I wasn't saying them like the song is, if I was just saying them the regular way, it would be, I don't know. It's 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 very weird. And then and then it started like, and then I get in my head about it, and I'm like, is this the way that yeah, I talk? How do, how do I say or is this that the way the song I say that normally? <laughs> what? Hold on. What? Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, so this uh. This first cover is from Sparrow Sleeps. Longtime listeners of the show know I'm a big fan of Sparrow Sleeps. If you don't know Sparrow Sleeps, Sparrow Sleeps does pop punk and emo songs as lullabies, and it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, I fall asleep to Sparrow Sleeps a lot. Uh, not as much as often, but uh, uh, this is the Sparrow Sleeps cover from the album Quiet instead of Riot. It's Quiet. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me they did the album cover the same way, but with quiet all over instead of riot all over. A hundred percent, yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is uh, still into you uh, from Sparrow Sleeps.
So it is. It's very. Um, I don't. Know, I don't know if it's the Glockenspiel or the xylophone or what, yeah. but it's very. You know, it, I. I love these. Like I constantly fall asleep to Sparrow Sleeps. They have they have a, a Motion City one. It's Commit This to Mammary. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I have a playlist of Sparrow Sleeps songs, um, and uh, and I love them. I I haven't fallen asleep to them recently, but uh, but maybe tonight I'll have to find a reason to. Um, what what do you, what did you think about that? As a it is Paramore it's, fan, it's really odd because you're replacing with. Like you're taking Haley's vocals, which are usually like really powerful, yeah, like in the forefront vocals, and replacing it with a glockenspiel, which yeah, is kind of just ting and it rings out and it's done. You can't really hold it and propel something with it, right? Which is kind of what they're going for because it's a lullaby and it's not really supposed to be super powerful and like ballad sounding. But uh, the Blink the Blink One Eighty Two one is called Boob Ranch. That's awesome instead of dude ranch uh the uh the all-time low one is called snooze along i like that one we so used to good. we used to sing uh mow the lawn mow the, that's good instead yeah. of move along. uh real quick i just sent you the cover to quiet in uh in discord it's <laughs> yes great it's they so put, good they put the red one in the wrong spot w- whatever man <laughs> <laughs> it's fine um it's a parody. It is, it's it, a is, it is like the good, the same like scribble font where it looks like yeah. some child in a horror movie scribbling on a wall. It's it's killer. I love it. Um, all right, this next one is uh, by Tiffany Alverd. Uh, this one I'm I'm really interested in because it, it's it the vocals are different in a certain way. I'm gonna play it right now here. Some things just. Just make sense, and one of those is you and I. Some things just, some things just make sense, and even after all this time, I'm into you. Maybe not a day goes by that I'm not into you. I should be over all the butterflies. Um. So I like this cover, but what's really interesting to me is that it's so like twee and poppy. Yeah, and there's nothing there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. The lyrics lend themselves to that, but like it's so different from the way that Haley sings it, which I which know. I love. Like that's that to me is is the sign of a good cover. Is like again, so like Haley's vocals are like that. That's what I, I come into. Haley's vocals are so angry, and this is so like happy. It is very and twee yeah, it's very like and breathy. positive. And it's yeah, yeah. It's so, but it's like I don't know. Like it, it's interesting that that it works for the song in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I don't it's know. still the song. I'm like, I wouldn't. It still listen to it necessarily. Like but it's yeah, just... I, I think it's yeah, it's, it's really cool. Uh, this next one is from uh, Julia Shear. It's, it's a lot. It's similar to the previous one. The top comment though is she makes it sound like a wedding song. So <laughs> I'm going to play this now.
So again, to me that that sounds more again like very that sounds more very much in the relationship. Where again, like yeah. to me, Haley's sounds just out of the relationship, but still in still into it. Yeah. Um that very much sounds like a love song from the perspective of it, somebody who's it, still in love. It, it's, yeah, it sounds a lot yeah. more lovey than infatuationy. You know what I mean? It feels a lot right. Yes, that's a that's a that's a very good way of putting it. I definitely agree. It does. Yeah. It does sound very slow dancey. Yeah, I see what. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess something something about like the the sort of anger and like pop punkiness you know, feels immature, right? Mm. And immaturity sounds more like infatuation than love, which, you know, like, obviously, like, again, at this time, she was an adult woman, um, but it does sound infatuation-y. That's a good, I think that's a good, uh, that's a good pull. Yeah. Um, all right, this next one is a Gareth Bush cover. It is a male vocalist. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't pull a lot of male vocalist ones, but this is one of the better ones. So I, yeah, this is Gareth Bush still into you. Over all the butterflies, I'm in you. And baby, even on our worst nights, I'm in you. Let me wonder how we got this far. Cause I don't really need to wonder at all. Yeah, after all this time, I'm still in you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think it just like again, it's it's such a universal thing that it can move. This honestly has like a little bit of a twang to it too. Love it, yeah, yeah. It's um, kind of a testament to just like how difficult it is to sing how Haley Williams does when you look at yeah. every single cover of this song and they're all like really soft and breathy like that. That is that's you know that's a that's a really good point that they're all like yeah really soft and breathy like that and and her vocals are so powerful, um, because I mean that you know that's something she's really strong at and and you could see when she like like it's it's crazy watching her like do live performances, um, so like I I you know we were talking one time you know months ago about about that misery business live performance in like Japan mm-hmm. and she's doing full full throated misery business vocals which is not an easy song to sing if you're just standing there in a studio mm-hmm. and she's bouncing around on stage like and shaking her head so hard that she throws her pigtails out yeah. like like that's that's wild <laughs> um, you know so yeah you're right her- same same line of thinking completely different band and genre altogether we're going into the realm of k-pop bts freaks people out with that a lot because they have some really difficult vocals in a lot yeah. of their songs and every single song goes to really difficult choreography that's right like either one by itself would be super demanding of your throat your lungs your body itself and then they do all of them together and they keep the vocals steady and it's yeah. really crazy to listen to and watch yeah it's it's it is it is wild on those things this is like yeah, I I can't, you know, and it's it's I mean it's one of those things right where like like the bands that I'm more used to seeing like Motion City like the guy who's singing is also playing the guitar so he can't really be like jumping around mm-hmm. and doing crazy stuff yeah. while playing the guitar too like the most he can do is you know like punk jumps and stuff. <laughs> Although Jesse Johnson does the Moog stands which are the best, um, but like you know the, the you know like yeah punk guitarists will do punk jumps but like they're not gonna like they they can't use the whole stage uh-huh. because. 
unless they're going to put like a headset mic on they're like they're generally standing in one place because they have to stand in one place because they can't move while also singing because they don't have a mic in their hand they have a guitar in their hand but uh like it's it's always really interesting to me to see those people who can like just literally like move like crazy mm-hmm. And also get their full, like the full vocal quality. Some crazy, um, crazy lung control. Yeah, and and like make it look effortless. Yeah, uh, yeah it's the... it's yeah. Uh, all right, this one. Uh, did you did you look up any covers of this before coming into this? I did not. I have. That's great. I have previously, but I didn't like this week. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you you uh, maybe you have seen this then, but this one is from Ashley Tisdale. Okay, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is a duet. This is her and her husband. Actually, uh, I don't know if they're still married, but they were married at the time. Uh, I I think they're still married. Uh, let's find out real quick before I move on. Uh, yes, they are still married. So this is her and her husband singing it sort of as a duet, which is uh, it's actually pretty good. Count the years on one hand, we've been together I need the other one to hold you Make you feel, make you feel better It's not a walk in the park to love each other But when our fingers interlock Can't deny, can't deny you're worth it Cause after all this time, I'm still into you I should be over all the butterflies, but I'm into you uh, Again, like, like you said, it's very sort of breathy and quiet and, and very acoustic. But like, I, I really like how the same lyrics, no changes, work really well as a duet. <laughs> work really well as a duet, but they're... It kind of threw me off with like the cadence of the way that they're singing yeah. it, where it's like some, right. some words are held longer than others. Yeah, I mean, I think that's again. I think it's just a stylistic choice, yeah, I which it's, I it's think just really okay. interesting to listen to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, this last one. Are you a postmodern jukebox fan at all? No. Do you know postmodern jukebox at all? I have never heard those words in that order. In that order. Cool. So Postmodern Jukebox is a YouTube channel and like, I guess, technically a a, a musical artist. And what they do is they do like, they do covers of songs, you know, in like, um, past styles. So, uh, like vintage styles. Mm -hmm. So for example, like this is how we do it by Montel Jordan in a jazz style cover. Good as hell. Vintage 20 style cover. 99 Luft Balloons, Jazz Vibes Nina cover. Oh, I've got to listen so to that this, one. So this is Still Into You, Paramore, 40s swing cover. Uh, oh, maybe I have Postmodern seen. Jukebox. You might have seen this one, but you probably haven't. Like, yeah. Anyway, so this is, uh, this is Postmodern Jukebox. So I think this is the only one with 
any sort of power in the vocals that we've, that so we've far, yeah. discussed so, so far. Yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's plenty on online, but like I also much prefer to talk about ones that do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if they're doing powerful vocals, a lot of times they're just doing a straight cover. So this one, they don't. They're obviously not doing a straight cover. I'm really really into postmodern jukebox, and I, I love like sort of the way she plays. Like I should be over all the butterfly. Yeah. Like. I I'm a big fan it's a swing. of that. I really, you gotta have the swing. Yeah. Oh man, it's great. Yeah. It's I so definitely good. I definitely yeah. have heard that before. I just didn't know the uh, like the channel. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you'd be a fan of them. Um, because they're they're great. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, but yes, I, I really like that cover. Uh, that one's featuring Maris. I, they they have different vocalists on things, so that one's that one's Maris. But that one, I I don't know. Like I'm a big fan of Postman on Jukebox. I'm a real big fan of what they do. If you if you listen to the show the regular show I talk a lot about how like that's the thing I want the most in a cover is for you to do something different yeah because if you're not doing something different then why am I not just listening to the original song yeah like you need to be doing something sufficiently different for me to care about your version mm-hmm. um which in fact I think of the covers we played that's the only thing that did anything sufficiently different enough for me to listen to that version like mm-hmm. the other ones did interesting stuff here and there but uh for the most part like yeah yeah that's, I feel that's like the other one I'd, if I, if I want to. to listen to Still in Tune, I'm not going to be like, you know what? I want to listen to Ashley Tisdale and her husband sing Still in Tune. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could, I could again, fully buy one of those other ones playing at a wedding, you know? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like they said in the comments, like, okay, cool. Like, this is a little bit of a different environment. So we're playing it a little bit of a, you know, playing a cover because it's a little bit different but otherwise there's yeah there's there's very little chance that i want to listen to anything with the paramore version except the postmodern jukebox version because it is such a different uh take on it yeah which i which i like like it's uh speaking of which like take on me right which is a song that has a lot of covers we're like okay maybe i listen to the aha version but like the real big fish version is sufficiently different enough that like mm-hmm. yeah I'll listen to that like that's cool yeah um so all right this last one is not a cover uh, I always say my favorite thing to say on the Motion City show is nobody covers Motion City like Motion City. This is uh, Paramore doing Still Into You, an acoustic rendition at the Grammys. I talked a little bit earlier about the Misery Business one they did here. So this is the Still Into You one they did here. Um, so this is that. And this is, again, so this is uh, this is Taylor and Jeremy playing acoustic guitars and Haley sitting on a chair with like with her legs crossed, just like belting out these vocals perfectly. It's bonkers. Uh, so here is this. You felt the weight of the world fall off your shoulder. And to your favorite song, we sang along into the start of forever. And after all this time, I'm still into you I should be over all the butterflies But I'm into you I'm into you And baby, even on the worst nights I'm into you Honestly, just like listening to that after all the covers is like, yeah, no, why am I listening to the covers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, oh, there's Haley. Uh, right. If that's what I did. So that's what I did last night is I like I grabbed a Google Play Music, made a playlist of just like, okay, Paramore cover, Paramore cover, Paramore cover. Uh, I did not play the Kids Bop version today because I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, but, but I did like, that's what I was doing. I was, and every time I went back to Paramore, I'm like, yeah, this is just, this is the one I'm, I'm, I would want to go back to. Like, mm-hmm. there's, 
there's a reason that this song went double platinum or whatever, right? Like, yeah, yeah buy it, you know? Um, <clears throat> in fact, I think it's better than Ain't It Fun. Like, I, uh, which is the one, like, Ain't It Fun won a Grammy, and I think Still Into is a better song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's whatever. Maybe, maybe Still Into You Depends on my was rock enough. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of opinion, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Gotta, <laughs> gotta love those marimbas, though, and, and ain't it fun. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the doo -doo -doo. It, it, I actually, you know, I mean, I love marimbas. <laughs> like, yep. uh, like I said, I fall asleep to Glockenspiel. Like, <laughs> marimbas are not that far off. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Um... So those are all the covers. That was the uh, the one alternate version. There's a bunch of like workout remixes. You know, when a song gets this yeah. big, there's obviously gonna be remixes and stuff. I listened to all the remix, like not all the remixes, but I listened to a bunch of remixes, and I was just like, I don't like these. Yeah, uh, yeah. Co <laughs> covers are fine, but remixes of certain Paramore songs, I'm just like, why? <laughs> What's the point? Like, oh, oh, okay. Have, have you seen this thing on SoundCloud, which is like Nightcore? Yep. Um, and Ooh. I'm just like, you know what? Hey, I. Technically, a remix is like the only remix of a Paramore song that I avidly enjoyed. Somebody on SoundCloud made a lo-fi hip-hop like remix of Decode. Okay, and it actually kind of bops. <laughs> like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what possessed this man to make this song, but it's it's so good. Yeah, um, but like I I don't I do not understand this this. S this ridiculous nightcore trend on SoundCloud, which is like, like which is so like nowadays is so odd for that to be a trend. Well, like but there's also like there's they're not doing anything. Like yeah. it's literally just taking a song and speeding it up, and it's like, oh, but why though? Right. Right. Like, what's the what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't get it. But okay. Yeah. yeah. You do you. <laughs> like, like I was just like, do you think I'm, I'm not going to stop you, but I'm also not going to listen to any of these. Honestly, like, I'd like to stop you. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't have the capability. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. That's it. Uh, all right. But, but, but anything else? Do you have any final thoughts on Still Into You uh, before, we, before we wrap up the show? I think we pretty much covered it. All right. Uh, then in that case, that is it for this episode of uh, Motion City Podcast Explorations in Pop Punk and Emo. Uh, well, like I said at the top, hopefully Jake will be back next week. Uh, if he's not, then in fact, it'll probably be somebody else named Dan. Um, my <laughs> other friend Dan, uh, I told We're him. taking over. So yeah, it's all Dan's. All Dan's all the time. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, the show is at Motion City Pod. I am at Kuhan. Uh, Jake is at the bottom line. Dan, do you have a Twitter? Uh, yes. I'm, it's, it's locomotion, but spelled like it is on Discord right here. So okay. you, you can that link is, it if you want. That is L-O-K-O-M-O-S-H-U-N. It'll be in the, in the show notes as well, yeah. But... Uh, and and on, on our Twitter as well, but yes, uh, that is <laughs> so stupid. You're the worst. Um, well, I have my personal one, but like you know, I gotta shamelessly plug my my Twitch Twitter. Is that the Twitch one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, 
that makes sense. Also, uh, so follow that, me on uh, follow me on Twitch. Also, same name. <laughs> that Twitter doesn't seem to exist. Uh, there might be an underscore in between loco and motion. <laughs> okay, let's find out. What's funny is the other one doesn't even exist. So why would you have an underscore? You oh, weirdo. Because it did exist, but I you should, I you changed should. my birth date and then Twitter like blocked my entire account and I couldn't remake a new one with the same name. Well, uh, the other one doesn't exist right now, so I think you have the opportunity to take it. I guess so. <laughs> uh, so you should do that, <laughs> just in case you get big on uh, Twitch. Yeah, uh, but yes, twitch.tv slash locomotion as well. But yes, those will be linked in the show notes and on our Twitter. Do you have anything else you want to plug? That's about it. I think okay. that's all I've got. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fine, yeah. Uh, Oh, follow uh, follow the band on Twitter. I'm sure they're at Paramore. Yeah, um, Haley Williams and, is Haley Williams everywhere. Is Haley Haley Williams or is she Haley but backwards? In my oh, I know Instagram. She's yeah 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 Williams. Uh, yeah, she is on Twitter as well. Yeah yeah Williams. So it's it's Haley spelled backwards and then Williams spelled forwards. Um, so those are those are the places to follow. You, I mean, the rest of the band is the rest of the band. You can find them other places but listen mm -hmm. everybody knows you're listening to paramore for Haley. like no one listens to paramore <laughs> for pharaoh's drums yeah. that's all i'm saying. like yeah you might like zach pharaoh as a drummer but you're not listening because zach pharaoh's the drummer that's if all you I'm want saying. to listen to a band because of zach pharaoh go listen, listen to, to half noise oh half uh or uh what's what's josh pharaoh's old band that he doesn't do anymore <laughs> Ooh, i don't remember but zach zach pharaoh's <laughs> like side something. project is half noise uh what is it called? Oh man, it is novel novel American because Zach did drums on Novel American as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is that'll that'll do it for this episode of this show. Uh, until next time, uh, I'm still into you. Oh man, that was. That was rough. After all this time, I'm still into you. <laughs> After all this time, he's still into making podcasts. Baby, not a day goes by that I'm not into you. Yeah.